Fucking do it live! Well, I'm gonna have to run in like two minutes. Oh, that's even better! Cause we're Stop. live. Dude, you're, you're screwed. Jeez. Oh yeah, no, I, I pinged red there. <laughs> oh. Did you say we're live? Yeah, we're live. Hi, Dave. Do, do the intro. Go. This is the Couch on Fire podcast. What up, guys? I can't wait to assemble these into like a little montage. Dude, I'm 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 excited. Everyone that's been on this, even the lovely Sean Span, um, Mister hey, knocked we... up a groupie and tank my fucking headliner band. <laughs> what? Why is he so So I'm so. Uh, so we are, we are live. <laughs> oh yeah. So anyway, back to the real world. <laughs> I, oh man, I was I was just thinking. I was going through the grocery store and that shit jumped back into my head. I was like, "Dude, set it live on yeah. Twitch for everyone to hear." I knocked up a groupie and killed my headliner band because of it. I just it blows my mind. I, I should have challenged him on it at the time, and I think that's a regret I have now. I'm good. I'm good. So, hey, Dave. I listen to... <laughs> I actually listen to Eye the Breather, too. Oh, my. Like, I'll, I'll tell you where my head was at. I wanted to get on the intercom in that Aldi's and be like, the lead singer from Eye the Breather killed the band because he knocked up the groupie. <laughs> You're the fucking worst. Oh, my All God. Right. All right. Well, okay. I'm having Welcome. a good time. Welcome. To having Couch a Fire good Fire. time. <laughs> Dude, so Dave, you're on this podcast. Welcome. How you doing? Yeah, it took you long enough. Uh, waiting on y'all. Oh. Okay. Yeah, he was. <laughs> I was gonna say, you guys' schedule has been crazy, right? Like, you've had book after book after book. You got Elon Musk next week. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Come on, man. Well, no, he, he's actually here right now, smoking another. Oh yeah. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> you guys can't Alex see my sweatshirt. So you're saying Alex is in rare form tonight? That's that's what's. Oh, happening. I'm in a zone. <laughs> So at, well, times, I mean, at times like these, it's usually best to uh, just kind of let him have his space and just. Run. Oh yeah, yeah, I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna keep going with it. He can, he's gonna just, course. he's just gonna, you know, scream profanity in the background, which we love. Fuck, fuck. <laughs> plug? Dude, <laughs> plug. So the people that are listening, or the oh, people that are watching, that don't know this, Alex and Dave are brothers. I mean, they don't look alike. They sure don't. Complete yeah. opposite, yeah. So if you don't know that, yeah, yes. Yeah, if you can't tell from our equally ginormous Cro-Magnon brows. I don't know. I feel like you guys you guys had bigger heads in elementary school, and they slowly started shrinking back down to normal. Is that true? Yeah, and the rest of our bodies grew into them. Oh, yeah. okay. I was going to say, what do you <laughs> Come on. But I love Alex. I, I really do. But when I sat next to him in elementary school, I was like, man, this guy, he talks a lot, and he, he has a big dome. <laughs> apple on a goddamn stick. <laughs> well, you were like a, well, you're still a twig, but you were like a twig say, twig. Not, not much has changed. Yeah, not much has changed. So, but dude, I'm excited. I actually have, I've always wanted to, like, I never really get to sit down with both you two and talk about you two. So I want to oh, know God. lots of questions, and I want to know like what it's like growing up. I have two brothers, but they're like half brothers, and one's a lot ten years older than me, and one's ten years younger than me. So I don't so really talk Mike to him. is seven years younger than us. We're just now getting to hang out with him. He's like nine and a half years younger than I am. Yeah. Yeah. There's a big gap there. Um, well, 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 with you two, though, 
Were you guys mm-hmm. close? Me and Alex? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Him and I have been pretty much inseparable since childhood. It's always been a love-hate thing. We've always beaten the shit out of each other. But we love each other to death. It's time to fight. It's time to fight, you little bitch. <laughs> fucking go fight. I'll fuck you up, dude. <laughs> um, like, legit, we ran this, like, base... Basically, it was a fight club. Yeah, it was not a combat all through childhood. Why? I mean, was it like over stupid shit? Like, uh, that's my well, toy, or that's, you know, like... A lot of it was us just competing with each other. Yeah. Um, Which totally and... wasn't seated by mom at all. Yeah, right. Um... <laughs> <laughs> a little competition's healthy. No, mom, you made us this way. Yep. You did. Um. So it was always... <laughs> It was always through that lens, but we were we weren't able to see it. It's just he was being an asshole. Oh, he's being a dickhead. And that that back and forth and we beat the shit out of each other and then we shake hands and high five and walk away and go eat some like bologna sandwiches or something. Yeah, uh, you take out your aggression, you fucking solve the problem, you pick each other up, you buy each other a beer, you have a sandwich and you move on with your fucking lives. Well And as a kid it was Kool Aid and bologna sandwiches. Yeah. Or oh, the, the yeah. bottled brew that we had fucking cooking. <laughs> that, was a couple, that was oh, a couple years later. Oh my gosh. Well, like, how did you, uh, well, how did you guys, so you guys were close. So you were like your own little gang. How did you accept Mikey into it? With headbutts. So, <laughs> we lead with headbutts. I mean, did you pick on him? Did you like, because I remember, no, he like, was like I said, I, I had a half brother older than me, ten years older than me, and I remember him just pinching me and just trying to make me cry and be a dick. I'll be back, guys. <laughs> so, like, how He's did how did you? Dinner. Well, that's fine. So, Alex, well, how did you? Like, you know? Uh, no, he was immune. Uh, and in fact, he would try to like come barreling in and like participate in what was occurring. Uh, yeah. Like, namely the fight clubs shit, and like, whoa, 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 time, time, the kids here. Let's get him safely somewhere else so we don't accidentally hurt him. And, and like, posted him up, and then we'd continue. Did you ever think that maybe he'd be left out? Like, do you ever think he felt left out? That's more of a question. Uh, I'm, I'm quite positive that at the time he felt left out, but I'm also quite positive that now he's very grateful that he was. Oh. <laughs> So now, Dave now and I used to be a lot smarter than we were. <laughs> yeah. I mean, uh, now, uh, <laughs> weird time to have a speech tick. Uh, uh, that's, yeah. That's, well, that's crazy. I mean, like, well, while shit. Dave, God, well, while, hey, well, Dave's gone right now. So while he's gone, um, what are some uh, things that uh, you know you fucking hated that he did? <laughs> he told on me for everything to get himself out of trouble. He's a rat? Oh, stitches yeah. get stitches. <laughs> yeah. That, that oh, was the man. vast majority of like, we're gonna fucking fight, bitch. Like, that was it. So like, oh, well, there's a question. I'll wait. I'll wait till he gets back. I want to hear his thing. Um, That's crazy. I mean, was there anything that you think you did? Or was it always physical? I don't know. I'm sure there's a bunch of shit I did. Um, one time I tried yeah. to shove a dirty sock in his fucking mouth. <laughs> like, well, you know, I'm sure why? he's gonna bring that up too. Watch. Well, why? Why? Uh, we're gonna we're placing bets, everyone. So please listen closely. When Dave gets back, we're gonna. No, this isn't bets. a tontine at all. <laughs> <laughs> 
Well, you know, I, like, well, I'll talk a little bit about me while he's gone. Like, um, I, I think I envied having, like, close brothers. Like, I wanted one because it, it always seems the grass is always greener on the other side, for one. I mean, I know people, I know families that have brothers where they loved having a brother, but then I know families that have, see, you know, real quick, my ADHD just kicked in. Dave just put his food up to the screen because he wanted to show everyone that um, for the first time in his life, he actually made something look good. Oh, I, I <laughs> eat healthy. I eat healthy. But no, like I was saying, well, like I was saying while he was gone, it's just more of um, like I always wanted to have close brothers, but I was actually blessed that I lived down the street in Joppa Town with a whole bunch of guys. Like oh, I lived across the town. Yeah, yeah, I lived I, all over there. So that was like the closest thing I had to brothers once I got older. But yeah, so but Dave, while you were gone, I, I was just talking all sorts of shit. Not, not maybe I don't know. Uh, you know, um, how how bad when you guys fought physically? What was the worst physical fight that you guys got into? Like how bad did you got to get into? Um, how many walls? I don't know. That's a hard one. Do what? How many walls did we throw each other through? Too damn many to count. God, you must have put I'm your parents really through good. like hell. I am really good with spackle, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> Learned by experience. Um, and I don't me, know. If I did it wrong, we'd get hit. The drop kick off the trampoline into the tree was a pretty big one. Was that for fun, or were you guys just like... No, no. Alex had gotten real irritated. I was acting like a douchebag that day. Yeah, and then he tried climbing back onto the trampoline, still talking shit, and I was like, I said, just shut the fuck up, and booped him right on the button. Mm -hmm. <laughs> he was no good. I, I was already dazed and, like, out of it, cause, like, I hit a fucking tree. Um, well, damn. I did a five-foot distance. It was a good drop kick too. Well, damn. <laughs> yeah, no, like... He made sure I was afterwards. Uh, yeah, and like I clearly I, was. I, I said, <laughs> yeah. Um, was that two or three for you? What concussions? Yeah. Was that one number two or three? That was easy number three, or up. <laughs> I'm up at like seven or eight, dude. That explains a lot. Um, <laughs> so let's switch gears and talk about rocket science. Rocket science. Oh, <laughs> well, so, so, all right. So this, so far we've been talking about you guys like fighting and just getting on each other's nerves. Yep. What, what have you done when you were younger? Cause we're just talking about when you're younger for right now. What have you two did that like made you both like, wow, he actually loves me. Like what, what was something that you both did to each other at a young age? Not now at a young age. Nothing. Just straight comp. No, it couldn't be any one thing. It was just accumulation of everything. We both knew that we loved each other because we were inseparable. We did everything together. Okay. I dug that fucking dart out of your head. Mm -hmm. Checked you for tennis every fucking night. I dug the, the dart out of my head. You pulled it out before I told you to. I pulled it out on the way back down to the ground. All right, so <laughs> you no, no, you stood up oh, you and gotta, still sitting there talking. Wait a minute, wait a minute. Wait a minute. We got to talk about the story. Tell here's me the, the story. Deal. Yep. All right, so... Across the street diagonal from us was one of our buddies, Nicky Blunt. He um, had darts that he left outside, and no, we found we those on all... the fucking ground. Yeah, we found anyway, those buried, dog. Outside, 
<laughs> they had been there for a while. They were rusty. So we got layers of clothes on. We're throwing the darts at each other. Well, Which is a they, great idea. The match should end it, and we're done. We're not playing anymore because we didn't want to get jacked up and get tetanus from these rusty darts that we found lying outside. We didn't know where they came from. Um, so I climb on top of this, like, shed, a nice-sized shed, um, wooden shed, um, to go like, aha, and, like, joke around, acting like I was going to peg him when I wasn't going to. Um, and Rob List, you remember Rob, yeah. um, threw the dart behind him. Just He just lobbed it. Blindly. He was just trying to hit the shed, not knowing that I was going up there, and it buries itself in the back of my head. Oh, man. Um, now, he um, had no idea, but we saw it moving, coming up over the crest of the ship. Oh, no, no, I, I felt it scrape my scalp, dude. I definitely knew. So it was like the arrows in 300, when the arrows blocked out the sun. The yep. star yeah, started one, coming over. One, <laughs> one rusty fucking dirt dart. <laughs> the, dart, the darts will block out the sun. <laughs> so I jumped down. Everybody's freaking out. And I'm just so pissed off. I throw the dart at Rob and I start just drop kicking him over and over again. I'm like, you got eight more, motherfucker! And I drop kick him again. <laughs> it, was, it was, that was an interesting day. So Alex had to check me a lot for tetanus. We didn't tell mom and dad about Aww. it years later. Oh, Well, see, so, I mean, but that's what, so you took care of each other. That's basically yeah. what it was. You yeah. beat each other up and then five minutes later, you guys took care of each other. Yep, always. Was yeah. there anything anything that you haven't told your parents that you would love to put on here the, that uh, one of you did and the other one covered for you? No, we've pretty much fessed up to it all already. Oh, okay. Yeah. We're completely open, and my parents were like, wow, you all were a bunch of fucking monsters. And we're like, yeah, we were. <laughs> like, how did you guys – they're probably thinking, how did you guys live? <laughs> um, Dad's yes. questioned that with me specifically a couple times. Uh -huh. Uh, wow. It, the reason I continued living is because of a very astute understanding of uh, chemistry. Actually. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> um, All right, well, as adults, you guys still fight? What happened? Like, did it change? When did, when did it change? When was the switch when you were like, you know, let's start being adults and stop fighting and fuck each other? Like, when did that happen? What do you guys? The enlistment. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I was gonna say I don't think we've had a fight since uh, '09. Yeah. The only reason I remember the year is because that was the year we enlisted. Okay. Did they, like did you support each other? When you yeah, were we were trying to we were trying to stay with each other and do the um. Oh, like, okay. Buddy program. Yeah, yeah, buddy program. Well, I remember I remember hanging out with you guys and you guys were talking about enlisting in '09 because I was doing some crazy shit then. So. Yes. Yeah, I, I remember yeah, that. <laughs> that's a whole nother day. <laughs> um, but no, that's crazy. I didn't know if like you get you know, you guys yeah, were trying to yeah, get that, together. Yeah, that was the last time we uh, threw down at each other. Uh, yeah, Crystal was moving French right away for us. Uh, yeah, wow. that big one. Mm -hmm. what, what was it about? Like why? Uh, that was another situation where David was talk talking too much shit and I got sick of it. No, that wasn't. That was oh. building up for months. Last that fight, one, 2019, go. No. <laughs> um, that one had been building up for months. You're talking about the week prior where we were in the kitchen. That was something different. When we were out in the living room, we were both just ornery that day. Crystal was sick of both of us. Yeah. Um, 
and you and I just end up going going to fisticuffs over it. But you and I had already been working out because we we're getting ready to join the fucking military. Um, so we were just slugging the shit out of each other, and our endurance was super fucking high. We were strong, and we were just beating the piss out of each other. And I tagged you in the face that night. Yeah, that was the day you broke the golden rule. Him and I have always had a rule. We can fight. You don't hit him in the nuts. You don't hit him in the face. Those Mom the and dad can see the face. Well, you know, this is the money maker and this is the baby maker. You can't, you know. <laughs> yeah, we're, we're not trying to fuck with your ability to procreate when you're older. <laughs> and we're trying to not get found out doing this. Yeah. yeah. Um, and Alex tagged me in the face. And I immediately stopped and was like, and he was, and like, was like, oh, oh shit. Yeah, motherfucker. No. I done did like, it. No. <laughs> you, you got some historical lens issues there, buddy. <laughs> okay. Okay. Oh, gosh. Chris will attest to that one. <laughs> well, I mean, it's, it's, it's awesome, though. That was years ago. You guys are you're good now. I mean, that's Jesus 10 years ago. Christ. Yeah, we were kids. Yeah. But now as adults, I mean, you've, you find yourself like, do you guys are you guys still as close as you were or not as much? We hang out on Discord two or three times a week. Yeah. I'm over his house like once a week. Yeah. Yeah. Well, because like, I mean, I know brothers, they stay together, but it's just like, it's hard when people have two lives, you know, you were, yeah. you were across the country over here. He was across the, you know, the world over here. So I'm sure it was kind of difficult for you to, you guys to really stay. So we life. were, we were close. Um, but we ended up getting a rift because we were working on a, um, a venture together. Yeah. Just we kept talking past each other and the time lapse and everything being through messages, we ended up yeah. pulling each other apart because we couldn't see what the other was trying to say. Yeah. Um, and that's no good, right? And that's so we no up, good. Yeah. Uh, th so we ended up having a huge rift between there. each other and like, even after I came back, it took a couple months to get out of that and work back into yeah. okay we're around each other and not like uh, sneering at each other from across the room there was a long standing and open threat oh yeah from from me to david i was like I, oh I was no that went both ways I'm yeah that sure went both was. i just didn't pay any attention to know <laughs> yeah well, so so i've i've heard about this um, you know, and I don't. I'm not going to ask too many questions about it. And I've, I've heard, I've heard about this. I was, I'm, that's glad that you guys brought it up. That's awesome because you know what that means. That shows that you've moved past this, that stupid shit, and now oh, you yeah. guys are, you guys are 100 percent back to where you need to be. And that's that. I think that's awesome. So that's pretty cool. Wish yeah. I had. I wish I had brothers to fight with. God, I only have these friends that I grew up with, and I only talked to like two of them because the other ones all grew up. They all fucking left. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, it happens. Fucking, yeah, like, you know. we all we all grow up and start doing stuff, or hey, not in our parents' basements, yeah. as the case may yeah. be, but teach their own, you know. But now, but now, as adults, do you, you know, your the third brother, Mikey? Do you guys like or Mike? Because he's old now. <laughs> you guys try to involve him in more things? Oh yeah, no, we try to include him in everything. Yeah. Um, try to. Like, what's he? Uh, he lived with me for a while, lived with Alex before that. Yeah. Um, and whenever we have game nights or I make breakfast burritos and have people over or Alex has everybody over, like Mike's always invited. Mm -hmm. He's a little out of the loop Is and he, he like... likes to keep himself that way. 
Well, I mean, it's a nine-year difference with you, and then it's like a seven-year difference with you. So it's well, like he just likes keeping his distance. Okay. Yeah. Uh, is it... He's a hermit. He's a lone wolf. <laughs> yeah, he's a hermit. That's great. And he he, he prefers it that way. Yeah. Uh, well, I might be soon. <laughs> <laughs> what do you What do you guys think are like the challenges of like growing up with a full house? No, not enough resources. Fucking not enough resources or privacy. Yeah. Yeah. Because, you know, I, you know, like I said, the grass is always greener. I didn't have, you know, brothers and sisters growing up with me, and I've always wanted that. But then you talk to people that had four or five siblings, and they're just like, man, I'm tired of wearing hand-me-downs. I'm tired of, you know, not having enough fucking food. I'm tired of, you know, you know, the first child gets yelled at the most. The middle child doesn't get that much. I mean, do you ever felt like... Dave, did oh, you yeah, you're no, that gradient existed. Did it? Yeah, yeah. Mike locked out. Alex, and he he's acknowledged that he's locked out in a few facets. Who, me or or Mike? Mike. Mm, yeah. Well, Dave, you you're the middle child. I mean, did you ever feel? Did you ever feel like? No, I got the shit kicked out of me for all the mistakes that Alex didn't make that I did. I okay. <laughs> I was watching what Alex was doing all the time, and if he got pounced on for something. I would take his plan and modify it. <laughs> so that he wouldn't get caught. Yeah. And to run the interference, he would snitch on me and then go execute his version of the plan. That may have happened once or twice. Execute order 45. <laughs> no, it fucking worked. Dude always ended up with the cookies. True. Because <laughs> after I snitched on him, whatever I end up getting, I split with him. Not all the time. No, you not did all a the bunch. time. Don't get me wrong. You did a bunch. It's easy enough to say that as a general principle, I tried to stick to that. That's fair. Wow. And, and that was obvious. Yeah. Would so you, uh... while, while it did suck for you, we ended up making out. What? You guys made out? What? Yeah. <laughs> What kind of family is this? Yeah. <laughs> oh, no. Um, oh. Would you take, out of all your guys' experiences together, would you change anything? Less fight club. Less yeah, fighting. less fight club. I wouldn't have made you shit yourself on Aztec Island. Whoa, whoa, whoa. What? I had explosive diarrhea. I sharded. And Alex and I got into a fist fight, and I ended up wrapping Alex up and squeezing him until he popped. <laughs> <laughs> Quite literally. Yeah, I sharded. I've, I've still got a vivid image of those boxers in my head. Oh my I know gosh. exactly what they look like. <laughs> oh my gosh. Yeah, I made Alex shit himself. Oh well. I've shit That's myself a... since. It's not a big deal. Bad <laughs> yeah, right. like... Mexican happens to everybody, right? <laughs> in fact, right now... Um... <laughs> So you guys like uh you guys have the same hobbies obviously and you know you guys enjoy good podcasts because you both are on this one and you know alex helped me create this one alex has hobbies that are his own like i like race car things and alex is like that's stupid um but he likes programming and i'm like that's fucking weird why would you like that yeah like why would you want to code yeah he enjoys it so whatever well, the main question is, who's better at video games? 
Depends on the game. Yeah. Who's better at Rocket League? Alex. I was trying to like spare the pot. <laughs> no, I, I'm fully aware. I have moments where I'm much better than Alex, but they are isolated moments. By and large, he is more consistent and consistently yeah. one level above me all the time. Well, what game or do you think that you excel that he doesn't? In? Halo, uh, any flight sims, uh, Star DRG. Citizen. Uh, yeah, you're better. At well, I mean, first-person shooter scenario yeah um and first person shooters and flight sims are his bread and butter yeah big time uh i think we're and pretty good at kerbal yeah star citizen i set up dual joysticks yeah t16000s um thrustmaster they're good stuff um hashtag not spawn right <laughs> <laughs> um so I set up dual, joystick, dual, dual joysticks, and your spawn point is this space station. So I go out, and I call my ship to the port, um, and so I can go take off. So I get in my ship, and immediately, within like two or three minutes, I'm weaving in and out of the actual space station at max speed, as fast as I can go, um, just shit-whipping this thing around the space station. And I record it and send it to Alex, and Alex like, um, what, what the hell? Three minutes out of practice, <laughs> like yeah. I'm like I just loaded up the game, got my dual joystick set up, and immediately just started shit whipping the damn thing, and was just. <laughs> Ari lost insane. her shit. I was like, no, that this is about nominal for him. <laughs> He's just good at that shit. He's the pilot for a reason. Well, yeah, I mean, I I feel like some people are just natural in certain you know habitats yeah. certain things you know and that's just one of the things yeah flight and tactical situations i'm that's like where i'm always at mm -hmm. when uh when you guys were both in the military did you guys like share like some good stories some uh fun stories over there mm. oh yeah there was uh that weird guy in the banana suit in your dorms Wow. Uh, I didn't have too much weird, just a lot of hijinks. Yeah. Uh, I had a lot of crazy. Well, I mean, let's talk about uh, the U.S. military. Let's talk about what you guys experienced. Those kids should not be left without proper supervision. <laughs> <laughs> but the supervision that exists within the structure as it currently stands is not proper supervision. Because well, they were properly be supervised. Well, do no, you, do you it's because they were corporatized. That's fair. So do you that's think, Air like... Force. That's Air Force. I, I can't speak to the other three. In fact, I, for anyone listening, I would absolutely suggest going Army if you're gonna go in. Well, let's let's start from the beginning. So you guys enlisted. How was that? What was that like for both of you two? Like, what are the experiences, the the emotions that you guys went through when you were, they told you, "All right, you leave this day." Alright, so Alex didn't leave the same time I did. We didn't end up doing the buddy program because Alex had too much caffeine the day before his his MEPS testing, I which is I basically had a heart murmur. <laughs> yeah. His medical processing. So he ended up getting pushed back like six months. So I join, I go, um, BMT, very, very physical, um, very psychological. It's more mental because they have to break you down and build you back up the way they want. Yeah. Um, so as long as you can see that. Happen. Retarded. 
Well, if you can see it happening, you know the chess piece is moving on the board. You know the rules that they want you to get out of each of those things. Incentivize you correctly. They could. So, they yes, they could. Um, so for the guys that could see through the bullshit, they learned the lesson or ignored it and acted like they learned the lesson and skated on through. I learned the lesson and embodied most of it. Um, there are certain things I just didn't want, so I ignored. Um, but my MTI, my training instructor, um, pulled me aside and actually talked to me about it and said, like, hey, listen, like, I know that you know what the fuck's going on, but there's guys in here that are 33 and 34, and that's why you're not running the flight. I said, okay. I'm like, I got, I have no issues, none, with staying outside of the limelight. Like, if I can stay underneath the radar and just cruise through, I am good. Because um, if I'm up there and I make a mistake, that's a long way to fall. If I'm down here and I make a mistake, a lot shorter distance to fall. Shower okay. running was not okay. fun, <laughs> for the record. Well, Alex, what did you, you got? You feel? get used to the brass, though. Yeah. Uh, like how how was the emotion with for you when you uh when you finally actually gone? Like how yeah, did you feel? Six months later, um a lot of release, honestly. Um and then there was that hype tension that they build up. Um I'm super susceptible to like social tension and shit. Uh so that was unfun. But uh, you go through, and at, like, week six, they send you out into the fucking sticks to... It's like a pretend deployment for a week. Yeah. You, get, you go live in these pseudo-hardened shelters and sleep on cots, and, like... I was in the scouts, so I, that, was, that was the easy part for me. But oh, yeah. In the MREs, uh, contained both candy and uh, caffeine. Those Skittles, though. Uh, I, w I wasn't worried about the candy. In fact, I traded all the candy I could to get more caffeine. Uh, Figures. Uh, and, the, like, there was this weird disjointed narrative between, uh, like, two camps of TI. Uh, like, you're supposed to have the candy and shit, or you're not. Uh, and give it all up. Uh, the, you're supposed to... We're like, no, like that's part of the nutritional value of the thing. It's specifically designed to give you the caloric intake to be able to handle these stresses and situations. It's been considered, let them fucking have it. Um, yep. And the other step was just, no, we don't want you to have nice things. Fuck you, that's why. That's really all it was, it was ego and dominance. Yeah. Uh, so we, we managed to, it, like, in front of the right people, you could sneak some contraband through back to the barracks and shit uh, so I wound up with uh, a supply of instant coffee packs that I would throw in like a dip uh, put them in the bed post uh, no I had a different hidey hole and it was in the latrine <laughs> so in BNT everyone's a smuggler whether they want to admit it or not everyone in there is smuggling whether it's it peanut, usually butter, cups, peanut butter cups peanut butter cups skittles starburst or something candy caffeine whatever the hell it was everyone hid something and everyone had hiding spots and usually the best spots were inside the bedposts because you had um aluminum framed um bunk beds with open out if they got chucked though that was the problem with that idea no because the ones in our barracks had black toppers on them so if the, it the fell toppers could pop they never popped on us, and we had guys get their bed tipped. 
we uh, wow. sister flight. We never got any beds chucked or anything, but sister flight did. Whoa, 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 <laughs> Harry whoa, had sorry. to live through one of those. So let me let me let me get this right. So they would literally like like a jail cell come into your your barracks and, and just, raid your shit. And just raid your shit and at randomness, or and then destroy everything you had to have set up a specific way and make you set it up again, which takes like three days to do. If you're doing it, well, your have to be was it like was it random or was it like um they got like a oh I, I got a word everything that... everything's being recorded everything's on audio and video if they see anything, they're coming in and raiding your shit. You have to be but... hyper careful. Well, what's the purpose of that? The show control? Like, yes. the show that, okay. it's, 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 to break you of the idea that you're in control of your life. Number one. Oh. Number two, it is, uh, and for, for those on the more advanced tier there, it's you have to be extra vigilant 24 fucking hours a day. There is never yeah. a second you can let your fucking guard down because they will come for you and they will destroy you. And with that is also the teamwork aspect. Because they know that you're going to steal candy. They know you're going to smuggle it. They know you're going to hide it. But how you work together to keep it from the TIs is half of the lesson. <laughs> and my TI actually knows shit. Open the script. Because everything in BMT is scripted. Every single thing down to the letter. Emotionally break this type of kid. Emotionally destroy this kid. Say these things to this person to affect these people. He can take it. They're going to get skeeved out. And they're going to change. Are there like uh, were there people like that broke like they a hundred percent broke oh, yeah. them? Yeah, what are, those what guys are, they... are trying to commit suicide. Everything, the whole bucket. Mm -hmm. It's uh, fucked up. F Firewatch uh, in the the flight that <laughs> I got came in out. baby. The, yeah, uh, the flight that came and babysat us because there, there's a little thing where uh, like week two you get babysat by an older flight and our week seven or eight we go babysit uh, a baby flight and show them the ropes and pass the torch as it were so the flight that babysat us we had a guy in that flight uh like fucking punch a fucking hard metal desk in hardened concrete off the fucking wall into the ti because he was so goddamn pissed about some <laughs> shit uh and like they got into each other's faces it was that uh, it was that short, stocky fucking guy who had to get his sleeves altered to fit his fucking arms in there. Uh, <laughs> uh, and he picked this this six foot six motherfucker up off the ground one hand and was like, "I've eaten Article 15s bigger than you, motherfucker." <laughs> I just sat him down and like walked away. That is one of the scariest moments of that dude's life. Yeah. <laughs> I, I just feel I feel like people just people have this a notion like half the half the world thinks through this is hard but then the other half's like well they can't touch me they can just cuss at me all day long yeah. <laughs> those guys are usually wrong. are the first ones to break they realize the that they can well, once, well i mean you signed your you sign a contract you know that no one they're probably not, they're not allowed to physically hit you however that doesn't mean that they don't <laughs> there's can, a big thing they will and there's a specific process set up for when they do so legally now they're not supposed to and back in 09 they stopped doing that completely they, they were um, phasing and, out yes and started actually firing guys that still did it post time wow. um, I got choked by my dog tags against my locker 
I was like, well, he wanted a specific result. I didn't give him the results he was looking for, so I was reprimanded. This is BMT. <laughs> it is what it is. Three, um, five, seven. <laughs> <laughs> what? Um, so the guys that say you can't fucking touch me and they have a smug ass little look on their face are always the first ones to break because they get singled out so hard that the amount of shit that they take is in one week is worth what everyone else takes across all eight weeks. So you're saying this is other best TIs will get in on the action and everybody they, they don't in. have a moment of rest. So I had just... a guy swing on his TI, my TI. He got swung on and clipped, and my TI dropped him right there. On his <laughs> and right there on the buttons, and he was out. I mean, like, so it's just best to kind of just stay in the middle. Yeah. Unless you unless you really do. Like, so what about the opposite way? What about the people that excelled in the class? So the fucking don't. Do don't. not do this. I can no. speak from fucking experience. Don't ever think that you can do that in the Air Force. They will fucking find you and they'll kill you. So what I did was I knew that I didn't want to stick out. So I calculated about what I needed to get wrong on most of these tests in order to place just shy of their purview of these guys think they're too good. Let's break them. Okay. Because that's what happens. Oh, okay. <laughs> So marksman, I got marksman by one. My test, I got 89 to 91 on all of my exams. I could have easily just done away with it. Yeah. Our ASVAB scores, like Alex and I's ASVAB scores, don't even think about it. Like we could have hundred percented all of those tests, but we were like, mm, uh, no. Yeah, with the academic shit, I said no. I'm I'm gonna fucking put out my best effort. Like, uh. And That's where you, I didn't. Uh, I didn't get targeted for that. Uh, I got ratted out once. Weirdly, we were getting smoked by a fucking blue rope ti, TI who's like uh, big dicks TI, um, and we're getting. He's smoked. like the shiny Pokemon. Yeah, basically, uh, and he he's smoking this one fucking guy. He's like, who who's the smartest fucking kid in your flight? And he's like, well, the academic monitor is so and so. That's not what the fuck I asked you. I said, who the fuck is the smartest guy in your goddamn flight? Airman Haskins. <laughs> and I'm like, you, fuck you up, motherfucker. <laughs> so I start getting smoked. And I, I, I fucking aced it. He just left me alone. He's like, all right. <laughs> just walked away. Wow. In BMT, I had a TI. We're all out on the drill pad. There's like seven or eight flights. We're all doing push-ups, exercises, marching. Um, all sorts in your shit. face. Yeah, um, and it's black flag, which basically means that it's above 105 degrees, and we shouldn't be outside for more than five minutes. And Legal. we should not ever be doing physical activity outside during black flag. We all were. Seven flights, all of us out there in black flag, sweating our asses off, like people are falling out left and right. Um, and one of the TIs gets lightheaded and trips and falls on his face because of this fucking heat. And I bust out laughing before I could stop myself from doing it. Um, and that is the absolute last thing that you want to do in BMT is break composure. You keep your fucking bearings at all times. You you have to remain stoic. Oh, and there's just, no There's just no way I could do that. 
I busted out laughing when he tripped and fell. And I mean, like, it was uncontrollable laughter. Um, and he made me push Texas while going, ha, 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 ha. And I had to have done like 250 push-ups right down the drill pad in front of all the other instructors. Every single flight marched back inside. Every single flight. Every person. That's 50 people per flight, seven flights, 350 people had to walk by me while I'm doing push-ups going, ha, 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 ha. There's just, there's just, like, I don't know if I could keep my composure. Could I get my ass kicked all the time? Yeah, probably. I'm a big guy. I could probably take it. But I don't know if I can keep my composure. That would be the thing that breaks me. The bearing too... was a big thing, and it pursued after boot uh it doesn't for most people but like i did honor guard so bearing became a thing for me again uh one day i'm out on that drill pad and we're, we're doing the practice for the flag passing because we're we do funerals and shit like that that's that's what the purpose is uh, yeah and he receives the flag and he looks me dead fuck in the eyes and goes it should have been you <laughs> Did you just say that shit to me? What the fuck? That's way oh, worse than mine! <laughs> now, during, oh, during my test to actually get my honor guard cookie, like, I bashed myself in the head with the M1. Wow. I didn't realize. I had no fucking idea I had done this. And he was like, are you fucking okay, dog? Like, at the end of it? I'm still doing the motions and shit. Had no idea I had done it. Uh, he's like, "Are you?" My first question is, "Are you? Are you physically okay?" I'm like, what are you talking about? He's like, "You mashed yourself in the face of that M1." And he pulled, Your like, entire <laughs> face is bloody. <laughs> I, I didn't bleed or anything, but uh, he ended up showing me the footage later on because we had cameras in there, uh, and I I tagged myself real good right there for the fucking M1. <laughs> wow. No, what you have to say to me right now is thank you. Because the reason you didn't feel that was all those beatings you took as a kid. Oh, it had nothing to do with fucking uh, lacrosse or anything. Yeah. I'm, sh I'm sure uh, it was a combination of everything. So. <laughs> yeah. Plus, well, right. just your own hard headedness. <laughs> so, so, you guys went through that um, afterwards when it was all said and done. And you guys, want, you guys, you guys came home. Yeah, you, and then get, you went uh, back a, a little then... period of leave, and then they sent you on to tech school. All right, how was tech school? You both uh, went to tech school, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. He, Everybody he goes to tech school for their own individual oh. jobs. That's okay, where you job training. I, I didn't know. Okay, well, how was tech school, and what was your guys' jobs? Fucking like, I, I don't know these things. I'm <laughs> tech school was whack. Was it just like a regular college, or was it like? No, it's it's right after fucked into this like accelerated learning environment. Plus, you have to march every fucking where you go every time you're in fucking uniform. Uh, you're getting marched by fucking mouth breathers who don't know how to march a goddamn flight. We got marched into a fucking flight of Navy kids. Like, into. We got marched into a tree and a building at the same time. <laughs> They're not moving! They're just static objects! You think they well, do it on purpose? No, it's just other idiots in our flight. They're not like supervision or anything else. They're our peers that are marching us, and they're a bunch of fucking mouth breathers and end up marching us into the wrong thing because they don't know what the fuck they're doing. I end up taking command of one of the flights one day because this fool could not figure it out. I, I straight up fucking looked at her as we're marching through the fucking 
Navy flight. I was like, you're the reason men still beat their wives. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, did, I fucking dead ass that shit, too. I was dead ass serious. I still feel that way. Fuck that person. I can't even remember her fucking giraffe neck ass name. Fuck her. Pop <laughs> <laughs> tart ass motherfucker. Well, if you're a fan of uh, Couch on Fire podcast, please don't take that personal. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit, right? Right as I pick up a... We're, we're getting hosted now. Uh, Dreadnought started hosting us right as I... Perfect. Perfect. That's awesome. <laughs> so, Alex didn't have a great time in tech school because his job was kind of dumb. What was his uh, job? It's what I do now. It's calibrations. Oh, okay. okay. Kind of dumb. Okay. What about you? Fucking, we're the reason we know how to measure shit. Motherfucker. <laughs> It's the smartest. It is the primary science. Go fuck yourself. I, I was kidding. Go fuck yourself. Oh, oh. Um, so what I did in the military is I was a on F-15s. Monkey wrench uh, turning ass. Right. Um, I'm a gearhead on fighter jets. Okay. The jet is mine. My name is on the side of it. I work on it. I keep it up to snuff. Um, I launch the pilots out. The guys you see marshalling out and yeah. like in T-Rex outfits. And all. That's Freestyle Friday. We always did that. Like, um, like in Top Gun. Go, go, goose, go. <laughs> no, so I've never seen guys do like the rodeo dance, like on a runway while they're launching with cones in their hands and shit. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's Freestyle Friday. Um, did you choose this job? Did you both choose this job or was this handed yes. to you? I okay. was trying to be a crew chief as well, uh, but because they thought I had a heart murmur, sent me to Walter Reed read three fucking times it delayed my slot and somebody else picked up that slot yeah. uh, oh, okay so i signed a contract saying open uh maintenance i was like G give me the first maintenance fucking job you can find uh, or else you would have been waiting for another three months okay. uh well i, I could have picked up some admin or com or some bullshit like that and left school, yeah. but I, di I didn't want to fucking do that yeah um so i i fucking this it's known as PML in the Air Force and military precision measurement equipment laboratory uh, uh, and I'm like what the fuck is this and the crew chief recruiter at the time my third recruiter already was like I don't know what the fuck it is either I was a fucking crew chief man like I, I don't know what the fuck they did I know we gave them our torque wrenches and that's wow. how everybody knows us we're the torque wrench people yep <laughs> We've we fixed I the fucking torque wrenches. I can attest to that as a crew chief. What um, what uh like so if you didn't do the job that you did, what job would you guys want to do? If you, like you can go back and just pick any job. Comp space well, systems operations. Fuck space command. Fuck uh, them. I want I want to be in Spacom because there's uh black hat projects that you can get, um if you excel in your coursework. To where you're actually out there working on the launch sites, actually working on the rockets, which yeah. is exactly what and that's do a fucking nightmare. Well, yeah, that's why I chose to be the crew chief. I was trying to do linear progression, work yeah, on yeah, fighter yeah. jets, then rockets, and then spacecraft. Yeah. Um, so that was my my logical progression was if I could have gotten into space command. That would have saved me my first step, but this was good for the maintenance and physics side. Okay. Yeah, fucking space com. Like, uh, so I got stationed out at Holloman, New Mexico. It's the place that Marvel Comics jokes about sending fucking test projects. <laughs> it's because that's yeah. where the uh, the Trinity site was. The first nukes ever detonated 
were right up the road. Yeah, it's it's a bit tourist attraction. Yeah. <laughs> so, like, I I had the fucking space monkey farm there on base, and like especially hot summer days out there in the desert, you could hear them screaming. Yeah. Oh, it was fucking oh, fuck Spacecom. Oh my god. You know, I would uh, if I would join today, I would definitely be in uh the space force. I'm just saying. I, I support the Space Force. I don't support Trump's idea of it, but we do need a space military. It should be run by the UN, though. Period. Yeah. Uh, well, yeah, because it UN should be space the whole Marines, world. I'm sorry. A whole, a whole world thing, not like a... Yeah. <laughs> yeah. USM. Um, okay, so one of the questions... I know it's getting a, a little bit later, but I di- I'm dying to know this. So, okay, so you guys joined. You did, you did your thing. You guys left. Um, how hard is it now being just you know when you so like a lot of people don't hard for you two to like get things after um what do you mean to get things i'm not get things i'm saying like okay so you know you're in the military you do your time you do whatever you get out of the military it seems like it's just been so hard for people to reintegrate yeah to just not not just that i mean even if you didn't see action just like surviving like getting a regular job how hard is it getting a regular job how hard is it doing something that you did in the military so it's easy as fuck for me i was gonna say that really depends on what you do and how well you plan and market yourself after you get out planning six months in advance like if i get out at this time six months in advance i need to be planning truly planning um what my next steps are what my actions are what my resume looks like and they have services on base to help everybody with that um the mandatory course that they send you through sucks and that's what alex was getting ready to say was taps blows yes it does i completely 100 percent agree but there are other add-ons like boots to business that were really fun and engaging and gave me a lot of information about starting a business as a veteran and what resources are available to me as a veteran well do you Um, think do you think going in picking your job do you do you think about that? Like, okay, I'm gonna do this job because in four years when I'm out of this, because if you're not a life, a lot of people I'm do. Out of this. That's why. Like, that's why I didn't go Navy SEAL. Okay. Uh, a I was lot of people SEAL. go through that. I love you, Dave. I just don't see you as a Navy SEAL. I was uh, I was actually uh, trying to transition over to PJ there for a little while because you end up with your EMT license. Really? And I was like, yeah. well, yeah, I'll I, fucking I be an EMT. I mean, EMT. honestly, I guess if you were in it, maybe I could see it. I don't know. It's weird. Like, I, I just, I don't, not nothing against you. I'm, I'm sure you yeah. can do it. It's just more of like, from knowing you, how you were as a child, <laughs> just going up, but I just don't know. But then again, you talk no, I, to I you see now. that. Yeah, talking to you now after, you know, because I haven't really spoke to Dave for like 10 years prior to this. Close. And yeah, and like just talking to you now, you've matured so much. And obviously, Alex has matured so much as well. So it's just kind of, it's kind of crazy how, you know, just going through that boot camp and all that other stuff, and it kind of changes you as a person. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And there's yeah. SEALs that are all goofy bastards and like yeah. sort of little assholes. And so it, it's really the. Drawing dick butts on each other's faces while they're sleeping. Yeah, like, can, it's more about can you mentally push yourself through the physical components of the training? If yes, you stand a chance. If you mentally break, you're done. Period. My um, question mark was the simulated drowning. Period. Yeah, that's that's a hard one. I've almost yeah, drowned a couple times in my in my life, so, like, fuck so that. You, you 
do have to go through something like that? Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. in uh, after Do you remember the Discovery your... Channel thing where they watch a couple flights go through the various PJs or, or uh, spec op schools? That aired right as we uh, after David left for boot camp, but before I went, uh, yeah. I ended up meeting one of the guys, uh, not in it, but he was like, oh, yeah, no, that guy's a fucking douche. Fuck that guy. <laughs> he had all the peanut butter cups. He got found out. What a schmuck. Well, like, I know. I, I Shout out, Lewis. <laughs> <laughs> I know, like, um, I mean, I hear that, you know, you got to be in a room with tear gas. You got to experience all these things. Tear gas is boot camp. That, that was easy. Yeah, it's easy. Uh, it's just, it's yeah. just the water. The water is the scariest. Well, the simulated drowning. We're in like rescue diving, uh, PJ, Seer, and Seals. They all have to actually be legally drowned in order to pass their training because they have to know what it feels like. They bring you back, um, but obviously, um, for us we would Seals. Um, I, think I, I think I can do that if I know that you're gonna bring me back. Like I know I like. It's hard. It, it's uh, hard no, to let go, I, man. You freak, I cannot let go like that. They lose their minds. I can't let go like that. I cannot Dude. allow someone else to have that kind of control over whether I live or die. I don't. I think people have PTSD. Not even about like going overseas to war. I mean, people could just do this just by what you're telling me. Yeah. <laughs> like yeah, probably, from the schools. I'm not saying people. Certain people are weak, but I'm saying. No, like, objectively, yeah. objectively, certain people are mentally weak. It's yeah. spectrum. Just well, like yeah. well, there's it's that, but like, not everybody who goes through that is in that position. It's just so much stimulus that it does break a lot of fucking people. Yeah. Um, I'm really glad I got that Article 15, that first one. Yeah. The commander looked me dead fucking in the face and said, "I'm not sending your package through." I'm like, "I've got, I've got a waiver from them. I'm not sending your package through." Which is apparently totally illegal, uh, but fuck it. I'm really happy that didn't happen. <laughs> well, at this point, you know, the government owns you. They can pretty much do whatever the fuck they want. Yeah, there, there's <laughs> lines. Uh, everybody has regulations governing their actions and what they can and can't do. To keep everybody safe. So uh, the, the, the big question is, you regret doing it? Both of you? No. no way. Go, going through that whole process, being, you know, you guys were, after flight school, you guys were stationed somewhere, correct? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, so yeah, like, yeah. you regret any of that? Nope. Nope. Oh, fuck. Dude, I had such a hard run. Uh, I don't regret that I I went through all that, but it it was not a good run for me. Like, and, and my biochemistry was irreparably altered. Uh my mood was irreparably altered. I ended up getting into some fucking really sketchy hijinks. Um, I witnessed a, an attempted murder down in El Paso. Like I did murder. Well, no, yours is accidental. Fuck off. You accidentally got a guy to choke on a fucking dip. And yeah, he died, but you fucking brought him back. Fuck off. I just, that's, that's not a pink 22 coming out and firing into a fucking apartment building. At the guy point blank. That's not the same thing. Oh my gosh. Well, you know, it's crazy that, you know, you both are brothers. You grew up together. You both went on this path. But you experienced something totally different than he experienced something totally different. And it's just crazy because, like, that, that happens. Like, you proved your point earlier. Like, you were saying... 
that people, you know, five people can go in the booth, but three of those people will survive, and the other ones just okay, but then later are fucked up. I'm not saying you are, I'm just. Well, yeah. I, I was yeah. fucked up for a while. So, yeah. out of five people, one may physically break and like yeah. have an injury in BMT. One may mentally break at his first deployment. Another one may have uh, attitude adjustment problems, like he can't he can't deal with authority, and may wash out completely from that, just like the physical guy. But then you have three left. One who's about to break when he goes on deployment, and then two that are either semi or fully successful. And it's a total crapshoot. Alex and I went within six months of each other, went into the same generalized field, maintenance. Yeah. Um, and had absolutely 180 degree changes. Now, granted, I had things that absolutely sucked. People that abused power, people trying yeah. to kick out, um, people that were physically injuring me um, or making my personal injury worse. I had a disc pushing halfway through my spinal column. Um, and they couldn't figure out what was wrong with me because they didn't do an MRI because of stupid-ass procedures with medical. Um, they wouldn't do an MRI to figure out what was wrong with me. So I was on a waiver and told light duty, you're not to lift anything more than this, you're not to bend over, you're not to be scrubbing floors. You're not. And despite me having that piece of paper signed by a colonel, medical orders telling me not to do things, they still forced me to go down and scrub floors and obviously not PT and lifting 100-pound parts above my head. Um, so all that stuff sucked. But I, I tried to ignore that for the betterment of I had this $54 million piece of military combat asset that I'm responsible for. And it's a miracle that this thing can go Mach 2. And when that pilot comes out, my eyes light up and I go it's game time and his life is in my hands until he gets back down on the ground safely and the hard work and effort that I put into my job directly results in whether or not that pay, that pilot gets to make it back home to his family and that's a pretty rewarding experience plus fighter jets are badass <laughs> and doing it in Japan was a lot of fun yeah, that David had good. some really sweet stations. He was down in North Carolina first, and then he had Okinawa. Uh, yeah. I had to have... North Carolina sucked. Fuck off, you were stateside. It was Goldsboro. It, it was a shitty part of North Carolina, but it was North Carolina. It wasn't New Mexico. Uh, in southern New Mexico, because, yeah, like, Santa Fe was, was, was delightful. It's a ghetto that's, like, an hour, two hours from Greenville and one hour from Raleigh. Yeah, it is the shitty part. Yeah, <laughs> quite literally, there's pig farms right next to the base. Uh, I had ha uh, so I, I was one of those shooting stars, um, and had got gotten pulled on twice. Uh, yeah, two Article 15s almost back to back, and they were like, it, and this was in an era of the Air Force, and this this persists to this day. Uh, one Article 15 will tank a career. Uh, and, uh, how many did Dad get? Like seven? No. No, it, it like not, you could get NJPs, fucking like candy back in the day, and you did. If you did demote, they'd fucking hand it back to you the next day. For, uh, it was a totally for, different era. For the listeners out there, Article Fifteen is. Uh, the UCMJ. Uh, 
uniform code of military justice. Uh, no, they tagged. Yeah, they they tagged me and didn't take me to court. It, it, Commander, okay. fuck you. Um, so there's I got two of those, like mm -hmm. letters of reprimand and letters of counsel, and those yeah. are like they go in your PIF, and it's like you showed up to work late. You get an LOC. It happens yeah. again within a month. You get an LOR. But if it happens four more times, they can give you non-judicial punishment, and that is an Article 15. At that point, yeah, it's, it's like extra duty shit, whatever. Well, yeah, if you if lose you rank, you lose money. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So I had gotten, uh, I I tested early for staff because I had signed on, uh, sewed on E4 early. Uh, so E5, I I got my line number that day. I was handed. Uh, the paperwork saying, oh, you're A1C again. Um, you lost two ranks in the same day. Yeah. Really? Yeah. That's uh, a hard pill to swallow. That fucking sucked. I still want to get 12991 tatted on the back of my fucking neck. Um, and I forgive you on my saluting hand. <laughs> um, no, I didn't have a problem with authority at all. <laughs> so, uh, that one busted me down a rank, uh, and I was like, you know, fuck it, whatever. Um, I, I can make it back. Uh, and they, they were like, y you're a good fucking troop. Clearly, you fucking, you were a three-year staff. You can make it through this. You can make it through this. Other people wouldn't survive this, but you can. We know that. Um, so I get hit with another one real quick. Real fuck quick. Too um, quick. Yeah. Uh, and the first one was on some bullshit. And Second one. I, sh I was straight up losing sleep over the first one and, like, overslept. <laughs> so I, I show up into work late. Uh, I, I didn't get the cop knock, nothing. And, and I'm like, you know what? All right, fuck it. And my RO is like, yo, dude, like, we're just we're keeping this in flight, blah, blah, blah. I, my pen was going to the paper on the LOR that was going to sit in his desk. And he gets the phone call. Get him in his blues, get him over to the commander's office. Fuck. And if he had signed that before that happened, they couldn't have given him an article for that because he had already it signed have, an LOR. Yep, because I would have already been punished for it. Do you, like, uh, how, many, how many years did it take for you to not stop thinking about that? <laughs> he still thinks about it. No, like, it it's, it's not a big deal now, though. Yeah. Um, yeah. Like, th this is a contextually appropriate conversation to bring it up in. Uh, yeah. it, it doesn't come up all the fucking time anymore. Uh, I'll, I'll make a passing joke, like, ha, A15, ha, and move on, but uh, well, you know, it took about gotta, six years <laughs> to get past that. <laughs> well, you gotta, it, but you, you gotta think, like, look, look at your life now. I mean, you know, yeah. imagine if, if, if it, that didn't happen, where would you have been? Everything could change. Well, I, I know for a couple facts, actually, of what would have happened. Um, You'd have been a lifer. Would you? I, I would have been. Uh, yeah, I would have been. Um, okay. Uh, that was the plan, in fact. Uh, so I get the second one, and I, I, I'm like, you know what, fuck it. I give up. I, I don't even care. You guys, you guys clearly don't want me here. I don't want to be here. I'd like to just go home and like reevaluate what the fuck I've been doing. And they were like, oh good, you learned your fucking lesson, you can stay. And I was like, no, send me home, 
please? And they were like, no, you can stay. And I was like, fuck! They so, literally just wanted him to be miserable. They wanted to see the Titan fall. He uh, was a shooting star, and one dude who caught an attitude because he didn't like Alex's demeanor or whatever it was caught a toot and said, I'm going to tank his career. And, and said, and I, to do uh, it. Uh, Sergeant Butler. Motherfuck yeah. that guy. Um, him and, my, the, him and the, the giraffe lady can go fuck themselves, right? Yes. <laughs> and I will carry those grudges until I die. Um, I am Richmond and Whitley. So I proceed on. I collect orders to I Korea. <laughs> uh, I get declined on those. Not a big deal, whatever. And I can get another set later. Uh, I get two sets at the same time. Uh, one for Tyndall and one for Korea. I wish I, I could go into See, that's one of the ones I know for a fact. Tyndall is still fucked. They're still living in tents. They still have plumbing problems. Everything is fucked there. If I'd have followed the 22 over there with with my buddies in LO, I, I'd still be living in a fucking tent. Or on base housing, but, like, I wouldn't have plumbing. You'd have base housing. But I went to Tyndall. I was there. It was fucking blasty blast. Yeah, it was great right until that hurricane hit this year. Yeah. But that's also ten years later. You would... No, that's within the window. Yeah. It's, it's not ten years later. This is ten years since we enlisted, dog. Yeah, I know. Like, the, with the, following the 22 like that, I'd have been stuck with that group of 22s for life. There just weren't enough 22s to go around. Yeah. <clears throat> Unless I went back to a P-Melt. And come to find out as I'm as I'm exiting, they were opening up a P-Melt there. So I, I was fucking, like, extra pissed about that. But I'm so glad I didn't go. Uh, so they, they shredded those orders on the spot. Um and the orders to Korea, they declined again on bullshit. So I was like, you know what? If you guys are going to decline the second, the second, this third opportunity for me to get the fuck out of this base specifically, yeah. I'm, I'm going home. And I pushed the button and went home. Yep. Thankfully, I had a better uh, management team at that point, and they supported me. Well, after going through that, and then, you know, Dave, you know, dealing with, like, your shoulder injury. Just boot camp, period. Just going through, both of you going through all that shit. Do you, what would you guys change? Like, if you were in charge of the U.S. military, what would you change? Would you just leave it as it is and see if it's... Oh, I'd dissolve the Air Force immediately. First first thing, if I was in Mattis' position, or for, Mattis' former position, I'd dissolve the Air Force and glum it back into the Army. Period. Dot. I actually have a better structure idea in my head. Yeah than what currently exists but that that's a big long conversation and like there's a there's a whole series of policy debates that go into that so that, that yeah. not not here not now yeah that that question is way too loaded to answer because after okay. I had okay. politics and i was yeah. working with colonels generals and everybody all day long there's a lot that needs changing well i just i just I the first step is dissolve the air force period i would I mean, for the listeners out there that are still listening and stuff, I just didn't know if, like, you know, if someone's actually, like, 17 or 18 and they're thinking about joining the military. Go Army. You know, you would go Army. Go oh, Army. Hold on, hold on. I, I don't agree with that statement. You cannot agree with it. That That's my position through and through. Yeah. Go Army. Well, Dave, what, what, would you, what would you tell them? What's so the advice it, that you would give them? It really depends on what they want to do. 
um, if they know what they want to do long term, like for a career um, that may not necessarily be military, um, and there's a job for it in the Army or the Air Force, that's great. Hook it up. At that point, explore both options and see. I'm a huge advocate of joining the Air Force because a lot has changed since you and I have been in. I know you had a terrible experience. Not, not in the same, not in the way that it needs to to prevent what happened to me. I understand that, and that that is very specific to you. I know tons of guys that were hugely successful, had a great time, um, and some of them are still in, some of them are not, and still having a blasty black. Um, Jeff being amongst them. Um, so yeah, no, and uh, the officer program, while I don't like how they treat officers in the military and how much they silver spoon them, um, it's a great opportunity for individual people to do because your quality of life in the military will be, oh my god, so sweet. Um, there's a lot of j hoops that you're going to have to jump through, but considering enlisted perspective to officer perspective, your quality of life is going to be so much better. And you have a lot better prospects after you get out. I would like to explain my Go Army position. Sure. Period. In a, sm in a smaller form, right? Because I know you. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, I say Go Army for the simple fact that the vast plethora of opportunities, the the biggest quantity of possible opportunities exist within the Army. Period. Okay. Dot. If you don't like your command, you don't like your station, you don't like your anything. You can get a fucking waiver, or you can ask for orders, or you could do whatever the fuck you want to do. All you got to do is talk to your commander, and they'll set you up if, if they like you, obviously. But uh, provided that, there are still courses and egress that you can take to get the fuck out of those situations. Uh, there is more fluidity, but it's also more strict on the reg. No, it's not. No, it's yes, not. It How many dirtbag soldiers do you know? I was, I was stationed next to Fort Bliss. That's for four fucking years, like, right. <laughs> well, so and he was a badass. <laughs> Didn't mean he wasn't a dirtbag by the regs, but he was a fucking badass. Okay. Basically, so basically, <coughs> in a nutshell, if you plan on joining any type of military, you should plan for the long term. I mean, that's just that's basically. It's it's literally a, a four or six yeah. year contract. So yeah, yeah. plan plan so long term. Think if you're gonna do this for a life, then think about you know. What do you want to do? Well, even, even if you plan to do it for life, still have an exit strategy because shit happens all the time in well, yeah. your career. But before you join, you should consider, do I want to stay in for four or six or do a lifer? What do I want to do after and how do I set myself up best for that? I started calling around uh, as the second set of orders was declined. It, like Before I was even, yeah. I had that packet of paperwork across commander's desk saying, I want to go home. I was already making phone calls. Uh, my first phone call, though, they were like, yeah, when can you come in and interview? I was like, I'm still in. What the fuck? <laughs> They're like, oh, when do you get out? I'm like, uh, I, don't, I actually don't know yet. I just put it in that paperwork. And they were like, word, call us when you get out. And I did. So here I am. I'm still with Tektronics. <laughs> Dude, so basically, you two fighting each other when you were young compared to Oh, yeah. I'm just, I'm it's the only I, reason I got through that shit, dog. I feel like today's world, kids are just growing up softer. No offense. Um, when I say softer, too, I don't mean, like, not as tough, but they definitely don't. I mean, I don't know. 
that's, that's yeah. a whole other argument. No, too, yeah, you know, that's a whole yeah. big culture yeah. conversation. But it's just one of those things where I think because you guys were so close, but also so competitive and aggressive, it made you, you know, I mean, in the end, you guys were made it through boot camp, went to tech schools, did something. You both made money in the military, so technically, I guess that's successful. I made a lot less I mean, than I should have. <laughs> the second article, fifteen had half pay. Well, well, listen, yeah, well, listen, stop getting written up. <laughs> no, you're not my supervisor. <laughs> That's why he got written up. <laughs> That's I'm not why. I'm glad you could joke about it, just like the whole Sean Span thing, because you got written up, and then you were dreaming about being written up, and then you got written up because you were late about getting written up. Yeah. That's a, no. a spiderweb right there. <laughs> yeah, no, that, that was a, an apocalypse. Uh, but, but I do agree, Rob, that a lot of our competitiveness as a kid set us yeah. up best long term. That's awesome. Mm. That is awesome. Uh, There's some downsides to it, but it, it, it gave us a lot of strengths. It, it, it allowed us to make it through and survive what we did. And I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take words right out of Alex's mouth. That would be a good note to end this podcast. Yeah. Uh, we're at an hour and 15 minutes. Uh, my, my camera fucking died and I'm shooting into Discord rather than OBS now. I, I can't fix that live because I got to disattach the camera. It's a pain in the ass. Whatever. It was actually nice. It was nice to see your face. True. You know? Even though. Okay. (laughs) If it came down to it, I would say Dave, Dave might be a little bit more attractive. But you know. <laughs> hey girl. Okay, we're gonna end it. Bam. Hey! <laughs> oh, oh, I'm, going 